The man himself joins us. Good afternoon, Dan. Hello, Meryl. How are you? I am fit and well. You look well, but you always look well. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm in too good of a patty. Oh, no, you, you can never be in too good a patty. You come from the best part of the world and you give the appearance <laughs> of living in the best part of the world. Good to be with you again, by the way. Thank you so much. That's lovely. We have callers ready to talk to you right now, Dan, so I think we might crack on with our callers Why not? Why and, not? Uh, and see what's going on. 49216216 is the telephone line, and we do have some lines available, should you wish wish to speak to Dennis this afternoon. Greg from Elibana. Good afternoon, Greg. Good afternoon, Meryl. Dennis. Hello, Greg. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Good, um, good. Except for gallstones. You've got gallstones. Okay. I was just wondering if you had anything naturally that could save an operation, maybe. Well, Greg, my view on this now is that whereas in the old days, so to speak, gallbladder operations or procedures were quite demanding, the modern keyhole approach to gallbladder surgery is so successful and so much an advancement on older techniques that right. my, my view would be that you should proceed confidently with your doctor and surgeon's advice and have the procedure done. You, you're presumably a young man. Um, no, I'm getting on a bit, Dennis. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> m- my wife had the procedure um, some years ago, the um, keyhole procedure, and uh, with no complications. In the older days, and still with uh, elderly people for whom um, any surgical procedure is, is not recommended, there are herbs that can keep a grumbling gallbladder very quiet and stable. And uh, one of those herbs is a, a well-known European herb called Greater Celandine. It's famous for the way in which it can uh, lessen gallbladder colic or spasm. It doesn't purport to avoid the stones from the gallbladder, but um, it can subdue a lot of the inflammatory activity and uh, lessen a lot of the colic. And interestingly, there is an American herb called barberry and another American herb called stone root, both of which by older herbalists uh, would have been used as a means of uh, lessening infection and lessening, therefore, some of the causes for inflammation because you've probably been told that, that one can live uh, with gallstones and many, oh, people, yeah. many people have gallstones and, and aren't aware that they have them and live comfortably. Uh, it's when the gallbladder becomes inflamed uh, or infected that colic and discomfort occurs, which can be quite severe and quite threatening. Um, yeah, well, that's what I've got at the moment. Well, then, in the chest and the sternum, going across to the right well, side of the ribs. Yeah. When, when have you um, organised to have the procedure done? Uh, I haven't actually been. Um, that hasn't been worked out yet. Well, look, I'd, I'd go along those uh, go along those lines most certainly, but um, if you are still uncomfortable uh, until you reach that point, take on board some of the herbs that I've mentioned. Where, where do you live? Elibana. Elibana. You would be able to get those herbs, I'm sure, from a compounding pharmacist or indeed from Warner's Bay Health Food Store that would be able to put those together in a liquid form for you that should give you some comfort until the procedure begins or your procedure takes place. My advice would be organise with your surgeon to have the procedure done, but in the interlude, if you are uncomfortable, as you probably are, get a liquid formulation made up on essentially those three herbs. All the best, Greg. I hope that goes well for you. No problem at all. Okay, then. Gallstones. 
they can be incredibly painful. Absolutely. Anyone who's ever had a gall Absolutely. attack will tell you they wouldn't rush back to do it a second time. Absolutely. Right now, Sue from Lambton is with us. Dennis, good afternoon, Sue. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, Dennis, I just wanted to ask mm. you um, about heartburn. Yes, yes. Um, I suffer from heartburn um, fairly often. Okay. Um, and I suspect it could be diet stress-related, okay. but could you... Are you on an, an Axiom, Somac, or any of those medications? What's that mean? Well, there are a group of drugs called proton pump inhibitors, which are the modern medications that your doctor would prescribe to handle what used to be called heartburn more commonly these days. No, I'm not on anything. Okay, well, look, um, there are a couple of little things you can try. Yeah. Um, You you live in Lambton? Yes, I do. Okay, look, what I suggest you do, if you go over to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, ask the receptionist there to -hmm. give you the monograph on the herb meadow sweet. Okay. Have you written that down? I have. Meadow sweet is an old English favourite. Yeah. Uh, it was the favoured herb of one of English, England's most well-known herbalists, Frank Roberts, who passed away a number of years ago, right. but whose ideas and literature have helped me greatly over the years. Roberts saw meadow sweet as mm-hmm. being the most useful herb to use to address what we call reflux today, or what you call hyperacidity. Mm-hmm. It's a very economical herb. It can yeah. be procured in a number of different ways. I would be suggesting you try some meadow sweet, yeah. read, read the monograph first, but mm-hmm. at the same time, at the same time, begin to take some slippery elm. Okay, right. Now, now if you do that, those two substances should buffer the condition. Let yep. me emphasize, if the condition asserts itself or aggravates, you should see your GP and perhaps have a gastroscopy. But mm-hmm. in the interlude, if you think it's stress-based, in other words, it's aggravated by emotional factors, mm-hmm. try Meadow Sweet before mm. you go the drug way and reinforce it with that beautiful, soothing gut herb, mm. Meadow uh, um, Slippery Elm. Elm. Yes, yes. And that would be good for your digestion as well. Without a doubt. I, I have said on numerous radio programs over the years that a regular ongoing use of the American herb Slippery Elm yep. can give some of the most comfortable guaranteed support for a lot of gastrointestinal distress from top to bottom, so to speak. Is it a um, similar thing to, I know it's probably a dumb question, but is it a similar thing to brewer's yeast? No, no. Brewer's yeast is essentially a B vitamin, a crude form of B vitamins. Yeah. Um, Slippery elm contains a chemical constituent known as mucilage, M-U-C-I-L-A-G-E. Yeah. Now, mucilage is well-defined. You can Google it up and see how it works. Yeah. But mucilage has a number of properties in the gut. Its main property is to provide uh, a very small microscopic transitory barrier on the gut wall, which gives protection. But the second thing it does is also cause transit time through the gut to become better regulated and yeah. therefore works against both constipation and diarrhoea. A doctor told me um, mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, and I haven't taken it, mm-hmm. he told, had some tests done, mm-hmm. and the doctor said that I had um, some bad bacteria in my stomach, and I can't remember what it's he called. Would have, he would have said you had helicobacter. Yeah, that, okay. that. Now, and I haven't taken the stuff because I heard that it, you know, you can feel really sick, nauseous with it and blah, 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 and I thought... Oh, I'm not quite sure when I can factor that in, so I haven't well, taken your, it. Your doctor, is, your doctor is recommending the standard medical treatment. Yeah. Um, 
I can't contradict that. All I can no, say no. is that the remedies that I have mentioned to you yeah. are very soothing and well-proving for the symptoms that you're talking about. And the symptoms those would go. be because of the helicobacters? I would suspect so. Okay, thank you so much. To NURFM 28 after midday. You're listening to Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. Our number, if you'd like to have a chat with Den about your health this afternoon, is 49216216. And Karen's on the line from Rutherford. Hello and welcome, Karen. Hi, how are you? Well. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm well, how are you? That's a bit better, I can hear you. Now. Okay, good, good, good. I press the button this time, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm ringing mm-hmm. for is I've got ear problems. Yes. And I get quite dizzy. Yes. Feel sick, in bed, mm-hmm. terrible. Yes. Now, I keep going back to the doctor, mm-hmm. and because I get my ears wet, yeah. it keeps flaring up. Yes. Now, this has been going on for quite a number of years now, mm. and I'm just I'm over it because the ear drops block my ears so then I can't hear but yet I'm still dizzy and I can't get the drops down properly. Okay. Has your doctor diagnosed many ears disease? Yes and otitis or something? Yes. Externa? Yes. Okay look that's that sounds to be a good diagnosis and this condition can be stubborn. I recommend Mm. a a couple of simple little things that might be useful for you to do mm-hmm. and you would probably have to go into Cessnock and get a formula made up uh, yeah. based, based on the herbs that I'm going to talk about. Okay. One very useful herb is a European herb called ground ivy. It's not popularly known and that's why it would have to be compounded and put into a, a mixture for you. Yeah. But, but I've always treated um, many years condition very well with ground ivy reinforced by another European herb called wood betony. And wood betony is quite remarkable and undiscovered, in my opinion, for its effect, particularly on vertigo or dizziness. Mm. So those two herbs together, combined in a liquid form, in my opinion, would be a good starting base to use ongoingly, not just episodically, as a means of getting to the root of the problem. If you were to go into Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre in Cumberland Street, which is not far from where you are, they would put together a mixture for you based on that that should go along the way of easing that problem for you. Two herbs, ground ivy and the other herb, wood betony, well-defined in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia and, in my experience, useful in addressing the the condition known as many as. See how mm. you go with that one, Karen, and let us know yeah. how you go. We always I love will. feedback. Good on you. No Thanks worries. for the Thank call. You. All Bye. the best. And Patricia is with us from Mount Hutton. Patricia, hello and welcome to oh, NURFM. Hi. hi. Hello. Hello, how Patricia. Are how are you? Oh, hi. Not too bad. Good, how's good. things? Well, indeed. Oh, that's good. Um, the other week I heard mm. you talking to a lady about glucosamine yeah. and you mentioned the green lip muscle. Yes. So, now, that's definitely shellfish, isn't it? That is indeed. Yeah, look, I have a problem. I've got to avoid shellfish. Okay. Are you and able? I do have osteoarthritis. Okay. You know, are, you ab- are you able to use bovine cartilage products? No idea. What's okay. bovine? Bovine cartilage is a crude form of um, glucosamine. And right. it's very, if you Google it up, you'll find right. that it has a reputation. Uh, similar to that of glucosamine and I I have a a number of patients who use that bovine cartilage which can be procured 
from any health food store in a right. liquid in a liquid form. Right. Um, Google it up. You will right. find that it's a crude form of, of glucosamine, and it has mm-hmm. an application for all those conditions for which glucosamine right. is called up. So try oh, that, that bo- bovine cartilage. But also, right. what I, what I suggest you do is don't underrate the progressive benefits of fish oils. And I say progressive benefits. They're they're the slow achiever in medicine, but in my opinion, persevered with over many months, taking about three to six grams of the fish oils daily. In my opinion, from from experience, I've seen a lot of osteoarthritic symptoms ameliorated. So those two things together, bovine cartilage and using fish oils, whipped down to um, the uh, health food store at Warners Bay. Yep, I've been in there. Okay, they they would know what I'm talking about. Right, thank you. Okay. So that... um Alright, I'll give it a go. Good on you. Thank Thanks, you. Patricia. Thanks. Also, coming into winter, Dan, we can get into the bone broths. The, the beef soups oh, boil idea. up the bones. And good idea. That's good idea. A great way of my getting mo- some my of those My mother, things. as you know, was an old coalfields lass raised in the coalfields during the Great Depression, and she knew how to make those sorts of soups, I can tell you. Boil the bones up for hours and hours, and all the goodness comes out oh, of them. My, that's ma- the my way. mouth waters. My <laughs> mouth waters. Dennis Stewart's a hardworking man. He works every day. He's either keeping bees, mixing up herbal potions or tending to beautiful Dexter cattle. You just There's no nine-to-five for you, is there, Dan? That's a wonderful wrap-up you gave me there, Meryl. And I, and I didn't pay you to say that. <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> but, but it's true. As we were talking a, a moment ago, um, um, last weekend with my lovely grandson from the Central Coast, Benny, he came and gave me a hand. And from two hives, we dragged out 25 kg of beautiful honey. Wow. And uh, I only got stung about once or twice, and I meant to bring you. I meant to bring you in a jar of my honey today. I'll make sure the next time we do it together, you do so. And so I, you do pay me. You pay me in honey. I pay you in honey. <laughs> I pay a honey, honey. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, stop it. Twenty to one. It's two NURFM's Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. Our telephone number four nine two one six two one six. Robert from Maitland. Some lung issues going on, Robert. Yes. Yes. Hello, um, Robert. Hello, Dennis. Uh, yeah, a lot of phlegm. Nice. Um, keep coughing up um, sometimes, many times a day. Other times, mm-hmm. it's just not there, and uh, I guess it's due to a reasonable lung decay during, due to smoking over the years. But okay. um, um, does it get? I've been um, taking some mullein. Mullein. Yeah. Okay. Look, uh, that, is your is your phlegm or your mucus associated with something like uh, bronchiectasis or chronic bronchitis? Have you had a diagnosis placed on it? No, no. It's just it's uh, just you. Nothing has sort of come up with anything as far as bronchitis is okay, concerned. Okay. It's, um, you've, you've got what's called what we call in in our trade a wet lung, in inverted commas. Now, look, if that is the case, um, by the way. Uh, do you have to go on to antibiotics frequently? No, I very rarely take them. I mean, it's only occasionally it's, it's very yellow and it hasn't okay. been for a long time. It's mostly rather be clear. Okay. Look, if, if you were a patient of mine, what I'd be doing um, is putting you on a number of herbs, one of which would be mullein. I'm impressed that you're using that. Mullein is a very useful herb with, uh, with progressive restorative effects on, on the uh, infected mucous membrane of the lung. But two herbs you should be on for this condition, one of them is a herb called elecampane, E-L-E-C-A-M-P-A-N-E. It's E-L-E-C-A-M-P-A-N-E. Now, in, 
in English herbalism, it's referred to as the herb for the wet lung. In other words, any herbalist trained in the English tradition would address your condition immediately and primarily with elecampane, which historically has always been prescribed with the American herb echinacea. So whilst you're on the right track with Moline, I suggest that you seek a liquid formulation based on Moline, elecampane, and some uh, some echinacea, and perhaps uh, put in there a useful expectorant such as white whorehound. Now get that right. made get that made into a liquid formula. Where do you live? Uh, East Maitland. East Maitland. Look, it's probably just as easy for you to come down to to Alma Road and have the thing made up. If there is no um, herbalist up there making those things up, always support your your local uh, practitioner. <laughs> But if you can't seek out one there, bring those or bring that formulation down to 39 Alma Road on Monday, Thursday or Friday, and it can be dispensed for you. Right. All right, then, Robert, all okay. the best with that. Just one, one other question there. Um, what do you think about taking sea minerals? Uh, sea minerals? Uh, yep. well, well, I'm a great believer in minerals, but I prefer to get minerals via the food. Right. Okay. Good on you then. Thanks, Robert, so much. Two on your RFMs, Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. It's our regular Friday 12 till 1 segment. We love having your calls on 49216216, where Dennis, one of the hunter's most renowned naturopaths, is here to talk to you about your health naturally. Peter, hello and welcome. You have a friend with an unknown diagnosis. Yes, it's Peter, thank you. Hello, How Peter. Come? He's been in mid-twenties, and about uh, last year in October, or before that, he got very sick, tired, lacking energy, yes. couldn't do anything. And yes. they've, they've given him steroids, they've yes. put him on different things, checked yes. him out, his heart's okay. Yes. Uh, he gets swollen glands between, oh, sorry, under his arms yes. and behind his knees. Was he checked, was he investigated for glandular fever? I don't think so. Oh, yes, yes, he was. My wife's telling me, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Look, it, it seems to me that... It's a viral or virally based condition and it seems as though the immune system is still struggling or battling yep. with the original infection. Right. And this, is, this is not uncommon and I've seen it with a lot of young people particularly that have been exposed to Epstein-Barr virus which is the virus behind glandular fever. The, mm-hmm. appro- the approach that I would adopt here would be based on my many, many years experience uh, using the preparation that I brought into Australia probably 25, 30 years ago called Astragalus 8. Right, huh? Now, you put him on Astragalus 8, and that would be my standard treatment for mm-hmm. a, an Epstein-Barr viral infection, which implicates the glands, and also any my treatment would be associated with that remedy with any similar condition. I would use Astragalus 8. I would uh, confidently recommend it, and I'd be surprised if that didn't give some improvement. But, and the first indication of improvement is when the energy level starts to raise. Right, huh? Because yeah. these viral infections tend, tend towards a chronic fatigue type syndrome. Mm-hmm. And Astragalus 8, in my experience, is one of the most remarkable remedies for addressing the fatigue factor associated with those conditions. Thank you, Peter. All the best with that. Good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's 2 NURFM's Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. It's now quarter to one. Meryl Swanson in the chair for Jane Klein while she's getting ready to broadcast from the Newcastle IGA show. 
Roger from Lake Munmora with slimming drugs. Roger, what's happening? Well, I was watching Dr. Oz the other night. I normally don't watch it. My wife's a big fan of it, but I normally don't watch it. But he was talking about a drug called Gacidia yeah. Ambrosia. Yeah, common known as Garcia. Oh, is that it? Yeah. yeah, look, I have a view on this that... Um, my belief is that the genuine weight loss can only be associated with, with lifestyle factors. Now, I'm not, I'm not opposed to using safe, natural things that may have a mild effect on appetite or a mild stimulating effect on metabolism, but I'm reluctant, I'm reluctant to recommend uh, supplements of any form for weight loss. I much prefer the person to see the problem being associated with diet, modification of the diet and looking at one's lifestyle, particularly the exercise factor. And, of course, in elderly persons, one also needs to look at, at weight from the point of view of insulin resistance. Is the problem associated with an incipient development of type 2 diabetes? So I, I'm a bit reluctant to go along the pathway of recommending things, try to look at it from the perspective of diet and lifestyle. The problem was that I had a bad back. I had about yes. four back operations, yes. uh, and I've always been a gym junkie. Yes. Now, because of the years that I, I've had to wait till my back was fixed up, I have put on tremendous weight around the stomach. Yes. Now, I'm going to go back to the gym, but I thought this also might help me as well. It, it may, but I can't, um, I can't guarantee it. I would suggest that if you put on a lot of abdominal weight, you should uh, see your GP and just get uh, some readings to see what your blood sugar level's doing. To NURFM Health, naturally with Dennis Stewart, it's 10 to 1. And Suzanne joins us on the line from CM, speaking about fish oil, Dennis. Hi, Suzanne. Um, hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm okay. Good, good. My question to you about mm. fish oil is, do you actually know what fish oil is made from? Uh, I presume fish. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I've researched and found that fish oil is actually made from the oil of anchovies and sardines. Yes. So the anchovies um, with reactive arthritis is not a good mix. Um, I think it would depend upon what constituent one took from them. Um, I've not read or have heard of any um, reactions associated with fish oil per se, so if that is the case, that it's being extracted from a number of different fish species, I would have thought that there would have been some adversity associated with what you're saying, and I've not detected that yet, but I'll look into it. We'll check yeah. that out for you, Suzanne. Thank you for the call, though. That's uh, always interesting to do a little bit more yes, research. Indeed. Den loves research. Linda, from Tumbiumbi, you've got some cramps in the feet and the legs. Yeah. Hello, how are you? Oh, apart from the feet and the legs, good. <laughs> you get the program at Tumby, do you? Yes. Well, that's good, isn't it? Okay. It's wonderful. Look, a couple of little things. First of all, any cramp in your leg should be looked at by your GP because cramps can be sometimes misinterpreted and may not be just muscular things that might have a little bit to do with circulation. So um, get it looked at, but if it is just simply a cramp associated with, with, with muscles, etc., Try some magnesium to start with. Yes. But magnesium and calcium go together very well. And okay. you can usually get them as a duo. Mm. So magnesium and calcium supplementation is a starting base. Yes. But if one were to use a herb 
for a functional cramping condition, it would be the herb called cramp bark, which, cramp. which speaks okay. for itself. Yeah. And from what I understand uh, from talking to my son, who owns a number of health food stores, there are preparations in the health food stores uh, addressing cramps that do incorporate the herb cramp bark, which is botanically known as viburnum opulus. So there's a couple of hints. Go to your health food store. Um, you'd have one close to you down there, wouldn't you, yes. around Tumby? Yes. Um, go there, ask for a calcium and magnesium supplement, but also seek out a preparation with a cramp bark in it. I know there are a number of them on the health food store counters. Right. What about in your feet? I mean, right next I mean, we're talking very bony bits of your body as long well, as they're well, not that's, that's correct and this is why right from the start I encouraged you to have this looked at or investigated because yes. any of these symptoms can come from quite a number of things and your GP is your prime prime care, care practitioner get him to do a bit of work on them but in on the off chance that it is purely to do with muscular factors yes. these nutrients that I've mentioned might be useful to try in any case yes. Okay. All right. Thanks okay, so thank much. You very much. Thank you. Good on yes, you, Linda. Two on your RFMs. Health Naturally. Frank from Bellbird with a three-year-old with some bowel problems. Dennis. Hello, Frank. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, my next one over. She's got a gorgeous little girl, three-year-old. Yes. yes. Uh, right from birth, mm. she's had bowel problems. Yes. Um, we we looked after her every Thursday for eighteen months when she was first born. Yes. You changed her nappy, and they were little marbles. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, she's grown up a little bit more. Yes. And she's having terrible trouble. Uh, she cries with the pain yeah. when she's passing. It's, look, it's, it's not an uncommon condition. Two little things that I would mention, but they would have to be run past the little girl's doctor to get his approval. But people don't appreciate that simple olive oil taken orally, not castor oil. Yes, olive, I heard that last week. Olive oil taken orally. Yep. is a quite remarkable remedy. Only yesterday in my rooms at New Lambton, a patient whom I saw only two weeks ago who had been chronically constipated has rung in to say for the first time in years <laughs> she's functioning well. So you need to, to talk to the GP about prescribing. I'd suggest something like five to ten drops mm-hmm. of olive oil orally daily. But that would have to be approved by the GP. It's in the yep. literature. And the other thing, um, that I found remarkably effective is a liquid extract of licorice. A liquid extract of licorice. Yeah. Licorice, not the confectionery. Licorice is a herb. Yeah. And there again, five drops of licorice a couple of times a day has proven useful over the years also. But those two things, because this is a paediatric problem, these two, two things must be run past the child's doctor or paediatrician, they are very safe things, and if they were to be approved, they could be uh, dispensed from our dispensary in Bowen's Therapy at Cumberland Street, Cessnock. I agree. Now, uh, she did see a herbalist uh, about three weeks ago, and she was going through her blood car reports and all this, and she found that she could be possibly short, um, short of magnesium. I, I can't comment on that. No, um, no, no. I, I would think that the advice that I've given yep. is very pragmatic and would be unlikely to meet any medical resistance. Okay, then. Thank, Thank you, you very so much, much for your call. Good on you. you. All the best. Two NURs Health Naturally. Dan, another good day. Thank you so what a day. much. What for a day with a wonderful lady. <laughs> How about that? That's major day, hasn't it? It has.